successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Brill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show on KMBZ 980 AM. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us again today. I uh, love it to have you each and every week as we enter show uh, 144, 145 here of the Grill Nation Show. We've taped a lot of great shows over the last few months and today will be no different. Appreciate you joining us again today. I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation Show before we bring on our guest today. Our title sponsors of the show are MoBank, BOK Financial, Trust, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Contributors to the Grill Nation Show and on-air guest hosts are the Rieger and Jay Rieger & Co. with Ryan Maybe, One Light Luxury Apartments and Reactor Design Studios, and Clifton Alexander. Mention one of our uh, sponsors and supporters and title sponsors of the show at the top, MoBank, BOK Financial. We're lucky to have on the air the uh, president and CEO of MoBank and the executive vice president of BOK Financial, Michael Vizzoli, back with us in studio uh, to welcome in our guest here in the next segment. Welcome to the show, Michael. Oh, I, you know, I it's love been being a while. there. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. You've been back. Uh, this might be your first time this year for sure. Yeah. First one of 2018, if you can believe that. <laughs> so how are things going with you? Uh Good. Good, good, as I generally tend to say, better than I deserve. Okay, good. Have yeah. a good uh, holiday season. Good start you know, to 2018. Keeping uh, your news resolutions. Blessed on, on so many different fronts in terms of my family and the people I get to work with and what mm-hmm. I get to do. And, and uh, you know, the impact on the community and just, you know, the, our guest today is a good example of what makes what makes our community so great. And being able to have a relationship with him and is Makes it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So our guest today will be Danny O'Neill, who is the uh, founder of the Roastery. The website is theroastery.com. They have, I believe, nine locations in Kansas City, actual cafes. They also have grew their company through obviously wholesale operations and working with local businesses and catering. And you know, you'll see the roasteries, uh, the coffee dispensers all over town now, in, in some of your favorite restaurants and. Uh, Danny started the business almost 25 years ago, I believe. And so we're going to have him on to talk about, you know, the growth of the industry, his, his kind of the journey with, um, the coffee world and, uh, kind of the latest expansion, I guess, into many more cafes. Well, the neat thing about him, he's starting in a basement. I had this idea, starting $17, a basement. $17,000 or something, something like and, that. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you take a look at kind of the, presence of the roastery brand in our marketplace and then the just the the great feel you get when you're in the cafes and you kind of meet danny he's so unassuming mm-hmm. and put so much unassuming on unassuming else. about what he does but very tall <laughs> <laughs> True. But, and, but his heart is as, as big as anybody you'll ever meet yeah and he comes from iowa yeah there's a history in iowa and he's, he's farming and whatnot. farm guy big family yeah pretty cool but uh yeah so it, it's an interesting case study because you know it's been a very successful business and he will tell you that you know they didn't even have a, a cafe you know for many years it was just all right. wholesale it was all wholesale and, 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 and that's word of mouth and that's hustling you know the, and 
but there, there's something that's really core to to Danny and the way he is and the way he wants others to be successful. He has put so much faith in other people mm-hmm. to allow them to be successful and to allow them to be um, to, to really let their creativity and their skill set shine. That it allows him to do what he does incredibly well. And what's what's in there as well is just one of the most creative minds you will ever meet. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know sometimes his team needs to rein him in, but that mix and that kind of whatever that puzzle is that he has is pretty magical. Yeah, he, I'm looking forward to hopefully hearing some good entrepreneurial uh, and 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 life tidbits here from Danny because he's been all around the world and has obviously has worked with a lot of Kansas City entrepreneurs throughout his time mentors. Um, you've obviously probably have, have met many of those people throughout the years with your profession and your job and, and they, they do have a lot of insight. And so I'm anxious to see what kind of insight that Danny can kind of share with us about, you know, growing a business and, and, and the trials and tribulations and just, you know, being successful and giving back. Yeah. Cause that's, I know that's very important to him. Well, and, and you'll hear that time and time again and, and what he says and how he approaches different things and what his role and what his company's role and what his people's role is in the community and, how we kind of owe that to others. Yeah, and I've recently kind of started drinking more coffee, I guess you would say, yeah. over the, since starting a company five, six years ago. Well, you then, seem like kind of a regular then, coffee drinker. And then I'm trying to be, you yeah. know, I'm trying to learn, you know, but there, you know, I, I will bring this up on the show. I mean, Danny has, has got a good brand, but I mean, there's so many entrepreneurs now spurring out of um, starting coffee yep. businesses or cafes in town and, you're seeing that more throughout the country. And then obviously you have your, your big companies like mm-hmm. Starbucks of the world. And, and how, how does that kind of work? And, you know, I'm sure Danny is his, his, his coffee palette is uh, a light years ahead of mine and yours. So he could tell us, you know, which ones are good and which ones aren't, but, um, you're just seeing a lot more competition out there. Uh, there's, there's, I think there's competition in a lot of different industries, Yeah, right. but, uh, it, it's really, how do you distinguish yourself? Sure. And in some cases, uh, it's the quality of the product. In some cases, it's the service. And a lot of times, it's just the experience, mm-hmm. right? Why do people love your show? It's content, right? You're a very energetic, very thoughtful <laughs> guy. But yes, it's also yeah, the, good guess, the, well, good feedback. Is, is the experience that people get when they listen to the show. Yeah. And then when you get to a roastery, it's the experience that you have mm-hmm. when you're there. And, and ultimately, that's kind of the way people are wired. Mm-hmm. And that's how we ultimately really make some of those Decisions big, small, marginal, and and he's done a really great job of creating that experience. Yeah, he has, and he's he's always kind of been a local person. It's big to him. Oh. The local, support local, yep, grow local, Absolutely. Kansas City cheerleader. He's, yeah. <laughs> so he'll be our guest today on the show. I'm interested to have him on the show, and he always uh, get into some deep conversations with Danny and talk about you know, the coffee industry that will maybe get into the tea industry because that obviously is interesting as well. And you've seen a lot more coffee shops offering those tea offerings, uh, growth of his cafes and really just kind of the growth of his brand and his, 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 the Kansas city community's help within that. Um, and we'll probably get into what he thinks about, you know, what's going on here in Kansas city with entrepreneurship and with, um, business creation right now and kind of the development of the city. So it'll be a lot of fun with Danny O'Neill today on the show. And his Twitter handle is at Bean Baron. And again, the website is theroastery.com. Joined today again by partner and supporter of the Grill Nation show, Michael Viazzoli, who is with MoBank and BOK Financial. Uh, I've got about a minute left before we get to Danny here after the break. Michael, uh, anything you want to you wanna promote here about the bank or what you guys are doing right now or any exciting events upcoming? 
that we should know about in 2018? Well, and as much as we talked about Danny having trying to create the right experience for for the people that know him and his brand and his business, I mean, that's what we try and do every day as well. And um, spent a lot of time already this year visiting with different teams and getting input from different people is and how do we continue to enhance that experience mm-hmm. with the bank? Uh, we've we've uh, got our advisory board meeting. We've already had uh, a first of what our bi-monthly market meetings to really connect everybody that's part of our 310 person universe. That is that is you know us at MoBank. Uh, for those people who couldn't go, we videotaped it, so we're going to put that on internal communication. Just really try mm-hmm. and get people to feel what that experience is. Love it. Client wise, uh, everybody's talking about tax reform. What does that mean for their business? And everybody's talking about interest rate hikes. And what does that mean for And you can tell, you can answer all those questions. Oh, yeah. I, I, can, also, I can also, <laughs> you know, uh, talk a lot about what the stock market's doing. And I can also give you my views on Bitcoin. But oh, gosh. That's a different topic. I would love to have that conversation yeah. with you. Michael Viazoli is with us right after the break. We'll be back with Danny O'Neill from The Roaster. You're listening to Grill Nation here on 980 AM KMBZ. Thanks for joining us today. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on KMBZ 980 AM and on iTunes if you're listening via podcast as well as at grillnationshow.com. As we mentioned in our first segment today, I'm joined today uh, by guest host and contributor, uh, partner of the Grill Nation show, title sponsor, MoBank, BOK Financial. Uh, in studio today, we have uh, the president and CEO of MoBank and the Executive Vice President of BOK Financial, Michael Viazzoli, back hit this uh, today. It's been a while, Michael. It's good to have you back. Love being here. It's good to have you, as always, catching up with you about everything that's been going on. And our guest today <clears throat> is a Kansas City entrepreneur that uh, got to know a little bit over the last you know handful of years since I've I've, I've worked in the uh, Kansas City entrepreneurial space. But I uh, wanted to welcome back Danny O'Neill, who is uh, the Bean Baron at the Roastery. His uh, Twitter handle is at Bean Baron, and the website for the Roastery is theroastery.com. Obviously, if you if you've traveled anywhere in Kansas City, you've seen the uh, the logo and the branding that Danny has uh, developed over the years, and a great company here in Kansas City. We wanted to have you on the show today, Danny, to talk about it. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Good, thank you. Good, it's good, good to be here. Thank good you. to see you again. It's always nice to. To, to see Danny, and uh, obviously it's always nice to have a cup of his his, his cuff, coffee, if you will. Michael, uh, why don't you talk about kind of the relationship that you have with Danny, and then we'll get into kind of his background, entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, how'd you connect with Danny, and, and how'd you bring Danny to the show today? Well, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of come from two different angles. One, from from the days at Bank of Kansas City, we were actually the first company to commit to having an event yeah, at Christmas the Bean Party. Yeah. And it was a fantastic event and had the oh. opportunity to meet you there. And, and uh, ever since then, I had the opportunity to connect with you in different places. And then flip it to the other side from the Missouri Bank side. Um, I forget what you, you said the date and I can't remember, but it was going back June of 94. 94. Yeah. When, uh, you know, Grant Bertram and the team came over and said, we'd love to hear your story and learn more about it. And how can we help you grow and be successful? And, and so kind of bring it together where we are today. And, and so lots of different touch points and all of them are, are awesome from our side. So we really appreciate it. Uh, right back at you guys. Total class. Yeah. 
Well, thank you. So the roastery, when did the, you started this in 1993, is that yeah, right? Yeah, fall of 1993. Quite a journey, right? Yeah, you know, it, it has been, but it's kind of like, um, I don't know if you've, like when you do a reunion in high school or college or if you have kids and you look back through pictures, it's kind of, time is really interesting. It can be, it can be um, a little bit elusive at times. What I mean by that is like, 1993, there are times when I think, oh, my God, it's been almost 25 years. But then there'll something will happen, and you think, oh, my God, I was just ironing bags closed in my basement, you know? <laughs> and it's and it's the same with kids. I see my kids do something, and I think, kind of like Michael and I were talking off air earlier, but for the grace of God, I had anything to do with that. And I, I get that feeling. I get that feeling every day, usually multiple times when I see my staff doing something awesome. You know, they're such an incredible team. And I think, but for the grace of God, and most of the time I didn't even know they were doing what they're doing. They're doing, you know, they're creating these neat uh, aspects of our service, new products and stuff, and they'll just have me at the table tr- trying something, testing something. And mm-hmm. um, so it's happening. At, it's 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 happening right in front of my eyes and you know obviously i'm a part of it but there'll be these there are these times where it's almost surreal Mm -hmm. maybe if you you know if you have a um anniversary with your with your spouse i think it's kind of that same bucket um you think oh my god this we've been married x amount of time and it feels like you know i i remember the first day i met you that kind of thing you know yeah i go through that time flies a lot yeah (laughs) So when yeah. you started out, kind of take us through that, because obviously now you guys have expanded a lot, um, and we'll get into that in our next segment, but just kind of take me through the early years and then how you decided to be an entrepreneur and do this. Yeah, um, so very. I was just thinking what Michael was talking about, um, about our, 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 our founding and our relationship with the bank. I was so naive, and I still am, but you know, we grew up in Iowa, and we just uh, – Detasseled corn baled hay, you know, chop thistles, fix fence, uh, d- you know, walk beans, all the things that you do. Then we'd we'd save up money, we'd buy motorcycles. Sometimes I'd go get a loan, and my mom would co-sign. And kind of, well, so what? Well, so I'm all the way up into my 30s, and I decide to, you know, I'm going to try this. And I just think, well, I'm just going to, you know, have this idea. I'm going to go to the bank and get the money and then I'm going to do it. It's embarrassing, but I was in my thirties and I thought that, you know, I was just like a total idiot. And you thought, uh, you know, you could just walk into the, to Missouri bank or a bank and just say, Hey, I need $500,000. Yeah, look at this great idea, <laughs> you know? And unfortunately I only had 17 and then I figured out, you know, I found out real fast that that wasn't going to work that way. And so, um, Rick Usher, who's still a good friend, assistant city manager, I was bugging him about a, a, a location and it kept and he said man why don't why don't you just start in your basement do you you know do you have a house or start in your house do you have a house and i said oh yeah but you can't roast coffee in your house and, and he said well let's look at i mean you, you look under at the catering laws and that's how that's how if not for him and not if not for that question we probably would never would have started so that's I, amazing Seventeen thousand. Right? you talked about that yeah. yeah yeah so 12 of it went to the roaster and then a few hundred went to the basement, and twenty five hundred went to the for the logo, and um, and pretty soon, I mean, I have no job, no money, and no customers. And yeah. um, besides that, everything was all right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how you spin a game. You, you you listen to people talk. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm talking to Jason, and 
I'm talking to Bob and uh, I'm talking to Michael over it. Well, you can talk to anybody, but it doesn't mean anything's going on, you know? Sure. So I just, I just had that, uh, I just had this incredible fear of failure in my background, but it's kind of like, I mean, for me, it was the same thing as football. You, you know, you didn't fear, uh, uh, playing football, but you did not want to lose. You know, you fought to the death on it and on the, on the field. And then any given Saturday, you know, any, any team in any, in any city can get beat any college. So I kind of feel, I felt that early on and I feel that that's kind of what I still feel every day. Just almost like what we were talking about earlier. The minute you start thinking something about yourself and start puffing up your chest, somebody's going to come swat you. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's what kind of, I think that's what propelled us, kind of kept us going. And we came about three days from getting the house repossessed. That was, uh, and we had these great stories before the meltdown, and then the meltdown happened. And I think everybody trumped us by a hundred because the numbers all got way worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so our stories don't resonate as well as they used to. You right. know? Um, did but, you? Uh, so, so if you started in '93, when did you kind of start actually getting sales and processing and getting a little bit of a yeah so, money in the bank? Well, that uh, that's we're still working on that. <laughs> Michael could tell you, but I hope he doesn't. Uh, we, we basically have no cattle still, but um, we we the roaster was. Uh, I used to say we got incorporated in in November, made our first sale in, in December, and that's true. But actually, the roaster was set up August twenty sixth, mm-hmm. or maybe September twenty sixth of uh, nineteen ninety three, and I didn't make a sale until mid December, so. Every single day, all day long. Now, the industry was a lot different back then. Yeah, totally. Because different. I feel like I was just talking to someone about this. Like the, the, the coffee industry has become so competitive. Yeah. You know, back in the day, I mean, I remember growing up, it was like Folgers. Yeah. That was it, right? But back then, I mean, it was competitive. Was right? it? Oh, yeah. But, but, you, but more of like, you know, like you see Budweiser as the big beer company and there's not a lot of craft beers. Now but, there is, right? Is there become more? I but mean, if you think about with that, though, Budweiser, Budweiser, Miller, uh, Schlitz, uh, Pat's Blue Ribbon back then, all those, it was intensely competitive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. It, there wasn't a craft beer movement, but now that's just as competitive as it ever, you know, as the other of the commercial beers was coffee the same way. Um, so, that's what I see. I mean, just from an outsider without the education that you have, I feel like, the industry of, of, of coffee shops or, you know, private coffee shops is, and coffee has grown. Maybe oh, that's because no. I drink more of it now, but no, but you it's know grown, I mean? but it's still, it's always been competitive. You yeah. know what I mean? There's always been a lot of competitors, but what's happening now is, um, you know, we went, uh, oh, I could go into all the history, but it's all fairly similar. If you take bread, uh, chocolate, spirits, um, coffee, we went through this homogenization, commercialization, you know, late fifties, early sixties, you just think of the onset of TV, TV dinners and that whole thing. So quality kind of went to hell. And then in the, it started kind of coming back with wine in the, in the late seventies, uh, especially coffee really got its, uh, early, uh, in beginnings and, and, and traction in the early eighties. Okay. You know, I, we started drinking whole bean coffees, uh, locally roasted whole bean coffee in 1983, 84. And, um, and then, you know, so that's kind of, that was the onset of it. And then, um, I'll tell you what's something kind of interesting. Um, so in the early nineties, as you mentioned, there weren't, there, there wasn't a coffee culture here, especially in Kansas City, but I would say especially in the Midwest. 
and there still isn't in parts. You know, if you go south and east, um, the coffee can get really super nasty, um, <laughs> and it is often. Um, but anyway, uh, so so we did a lot of educating, a lot of educating. I remember in our in our uh, early uh, vision statements that to educate the public on specialty coffees and teas, and and some of the folks early on said, "Bullshit." <laughs> you, you should have your your mission is to make money it's to make a profit and i said no this was 1993 until people understand the difference they're not going to pay the difference yeah, yeah and i'm that way i love i remember with boar's head for example you know i was in miners one time and i thought jeez three bucks a pound difference right and the guy says you want to try a sample i said sure and i got it that was in like 19 19- I don't even know. Ninety nine or two thousand. I've never not bought Boar's Head yeah. since. It's their cheese, everything. What an incredible difference! But had I not tried it, we sometimes you call it juxtapose. You do A and B, you know, mm-hmm. or Andre's chocolates. You yeah. know, you think Get it all. I can be in some country and have a bite of Hershey's. I think, well, it's not that bad. And then if you have it next to an Andre's, like, oh my <laughs> god, what was I thinking, Danny? I was, I was just there. But. Danny O'Neill is our guest today. We'll be right back after the break. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body. When it drops. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM KMBZ. And also, if you're listening via podcast, we appreciate it at iTunes. You can connect with the show at on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and at Jason Grill. You can always connect with me on Twitter as well. Our guest today is Danny O'Neill. Uh, he's on Twitter at Bean Baron, founder of The Roastery. It's a great coffee uh, here in Kansas City and great locations. And you can try it. They have cold brews now. They have everything. They have teas. They have coffee. They have have merchandise, uh, a lot of locations, which we'll get into. Uh, the website is theroastery.com. Also joined by partner and supporter of the Grill Nation show, uh, Michael Viazzoli from MoBank, BOK Financial. And, guys, we were kind of talking about the journey there and kind of when the coffee culture changed. And, and uh, when did you start seeing kind of a change here in Kansas City? Obviously, you were one of the, the leaders of that change. But now I feel like you've kind of – it's kind of like Silicon Valley, Danny. You've, you started this this coffee movement here, and now I'm seeing all these people just like in Silicon Valley. You had a tech company, and then someone from that tech, and then you started another tech company. So it just seems that culture has grown. I mean, I, I'm very much aware of it. Now, yeah. I never was a coffee drinker. Hopefully that's the case, you know. Um, and uh, that it's, it's like the economy, the you know, rising tide uh, raises all ships. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, you know um, – Way back when in the mid eighties, when Starbucks was truly as you know, they were special. None of the millennials believe me when I say that, but back you know in the mid eighties, they really were. Um, but even in the early nineties, when they started doing you know hundreds and thousands and thousands of stores, um, I would always say the the market is so much better with them than it would be without. So regardless, people. Um, uh, they bring a lot of people into the fold, and then people get on. Not everybody will climb the ladder, but a lot of people do climb the ladder. And when they do, we want to be waiting there for them. Mm-hmm. You could think about, you know, even people who don't eat bread. Um, that's kind of a crazy example, but um, at some point in time, if they if their taste buds develop, then they're going to want to eat locally, you know, uh, fresh baked bread, chocolate, like we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody will start at Hershey's and stop there, but a lot of them won't. And then, you know, then Andre's will be kind of sitting there. And mm-hmm. you could think about beer too, obviously. And 
So, um, so the more that there is out there, the stronger the culture, the better. Any of our local barbecue places would say the same thing, you know. Mm. If you took any one of them and said, what would happen if all the rest of the barbecue places shut down? Well, any of them in business would say, well, that would be the kiss of death for us. Mm-hmm. So um, now that, you know, for us, then we want to be we want to be the best. We want to be the best, not and, in an arrogant sense, but in a quality sense. I, mm-hmm. I will tell you, though, if a bunch of banks went away, I'd be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> we'd say otra cosa. That'd be something different. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. And so I've noticed, too, the level of, of facilities has stepped it up. I mean, I always thought of a coffee shop as, you know, just walking into a little joint. Now you guys have beautiful uh, places that you yeah. can go visit. I mean, with just very, very uh, homey, very, you know, high-end materials. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's very competitive. And you've really taken to another level with some of the locations. Yeah. Um, I've never known, we used to say in the, you know, in the 70s, everything was competitive except for nuclear energy. But I even, you know, that, that changed in the 90s, so. I've never known in my entire life anything that wasn't intensely competitive ever. I, you know, I wrestled, I played football, I tried to get straight A's. I've never known a non-competitive environment. I've never lived in a non-competitive environment. And then we had 10 kids, so every meal was a competition. <laughs> so, I never knew that about you. Yeah, so it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, I even... Every, I just don't know anything that's not intensely competitive, and I, I just wouldn't want it any any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So you guys um, have grown, question, though. Yeah, I was going to say the question becomes how do you distinguish yourself in that? Totally that, right? Which now, gets back that, to the experience, yeah. the brand, the quality, all that. Absolutely. Right? How do you serve? You yep. know, I just think of service, service of and for others, service for others, and. You know, immediately when I say that, I think of Barnett Hillsburg, I think of Henry Block, um, I think of Joyce Hall, I, you know, mm-hmm. I think of uh, uh, the Dunn family and uh, and just everything that they've done and, and given. It's, it's, for me, it's, I mean, it's, it's fairly easy to just go through life and coast, and that's just never attracted me. I don't find anything about that attractive. Um, but, and then... So to get a C, um, I'd rather get an F. I mean, C's, in my mind, they suck. And if that's the best you can do, great. But it's just never attracted me. So for like our cafes, you know, I just, we 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 work with Huff. And, you know, I lo- I love Matthew Huff. And, he was on the show and, recently. Uh, he was great. Yeah. yeah. Great. So he's a very, very humble, incredibly gifted, but humble uh humble guy and it, and I think our cultures just mesh unbelievably well. It's not about Matthew and our cat, you know, our, our culture is not about me. It's about Kansas City serving, serving others. And then, so we, it's easy for us to kind of try to put ourselves in other people's positions and how am I, you know, how are we showing up and how am I, how am I treated? So, um, and if you go through our cafes, you'll find, um, one of my favorite quotes is by Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes, and he said, I wouldn't give a fig for simplicity on this side of complexity, but I would give my life for the simplicity on the other side of complexity. And yeah. how how we mean, I live in that. I, I try to do everything I can that way, you know, real try to be really intentional about things. And so if you look at our cafes, you'll think, well, that's, a, that's no big deal. 
But if you look at it, and Huff really helps us do that, it's we tried to be you know really intentional about how the design is, so it feels intuitive, it feels fluid. If you've been in any of them, you kind of know the how 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 the the natural inclination would be to order and and then we make it as we we go through just I won't go through them. But there's a bunch of neurotic. Um, we build a model, full scale model of every one of our cafes first. So we we're mindful of how the doors open and just down to the point of 89% of people are right-handed. So the doors are going to be open so the barista can have, you know, forward facing, um, you know, be forward customer facing the whole time. I mean, we, I can't tell you the, how the hundreds of different things that we go through so that it, when the time comes, when somebody walks in, they see a very cheerful, um, really friendly face, a non-pompous, non-arrogant, non-conceited, um, we're here for you. We're here to serve you kind of a attitude, you know, mm-hmm. and hopefully that comes out in everything that we do. Yeah. You know, well, I can tell you, I was there organization last week and it was just everything that you just described. And it was a yeah. great environment. I love the way it was designed. You walk in, you know, they look at me, understand I, you know, I've got no knowledge of what I'm about to ask for, but they gave me exactly, they asked a couple of questions and just that, a great. Yeah. Experience. And you guys have how many locations, Danny, in Kansas City? We have uh, nine right now. That that might be it. You know, we don't know. Well, I've just seen more of them recently, so I was yeah. curious because I always see these. You always wonder about that when you see companies growing so fast. And you've been around for a long time, but a lot of these startups, you know, they have they have four or five locations overnight. And I'm like, how well, is that functioning? You know, but the <laughs> you know? part about that, so, you know, we – we started really getting into coffee and studying coffee in, in 1978. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you here right now, I still, I, if, if, if learning everything you can about coffee is a hundred percent, I feel like I'm probably at 25%. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of special folks who just got in the industry and they're experts already. And, um, yeah, so I will, you know, we'll just see how that works out for them. But it's uh, there's a lot to learn, and we still have a long way to go. And mm-hmm. and uh, every day we're learning. A but bunch you touch you touch most parts of the uh, the region, though. I know you have a you have downtown, obviously locations. You have a Brookside location. I've I've met many meetings there, and now you you used to have some in Kansas too, in Lenexa and in Leewood, right? Yeah, and what those are, um, you know, we went for twelve years without having a single cafe. That's what then, I was remembering. Yeah, yeah, so. And it was really for us, it was, um, and that's the same, you know how hard retail is. It is totally mm-hmm. a difficult deal. Retail banking, retail, anything is, is really hard. So we had to really be kind of drug push kicking and screaming into retail to begin with. But we went into it as a, you know, first and foremost, we wanted to kind of feel the pain and we knew that we would become a, a much better supplier to our customers once we were, once we were in retail and then really we did it to, again to further the brand, build the brand. Um, this year, 80, 88 or 89 percent of our sales are going to be wholesale. So that's, we that's still, the, that is, that is the, we live, that is why I love what you're saying yeah. right now because that's not the glamorous thing that everyone sees. No, we live, but it's through, the way people make money yeah. and are successful. Well, you bet. And we live through, you know, folks like, uh, Colby and Megan at Rye through mm-hmm. Jasper, Michael Smith, you know, uh, Selena Teal, um, the Bristol Classic Cup, the, you know, the Nelson Adkins. Most of what we do is, is helping 
helping others, you know, do, do well with our coffee and espresso. And, um, and that's where, you know, for me personally, that's probably where I spend 90% of my life. And, uh, and we have a cafe team who just loves what they do. If we didn't have a build the brand mentality, probably wouldn't, we wouldn't have, you know, the, the cafes that we have. Um, but we filled in, in, in spaces and gaps. And, uh, that's how those came about. And then they came about in quick succession, mainly because of the market. You know, the Michael would be able to f- tell, say how that happens. You can work on a, I was talking to John Kopake and he worked on this place <laughs> in the, in the, uh, crossroads. It, it just took one thing after another. It took eight or nine years for it to happen. Mm-hmm. So when it finally does happen, somebody could say, well, why'd you pick? Often it's not, those aren't, uh, those are, uh, out of your control. There's a lot of circumstances like Lenexa, you know, they had that in the planning since the mid eighties and it finally happened, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, last year. So that's how it worked out. And then the the space on Main Street, I'm particularly moved by because that's, uh, Henry Block has been my mentor. Not that he has, you know, a lot, a lot to do with day to day H and R Block, but, that was uh, something that we worked on for almost five or almost six years. And, um, so we cohabitate as, uh, you know, we collaborate on that space there. With Very, cool. And, yeah. Very cool. We'll be right back after the break with more Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM KMBZ. Really had a fun time today with Danny O'Neill from the Roastery and Michael Vizzoli from MoBank BLK Financial. Uh, Danny, you guys have been doing so many great things. I have to ask you this. What is your favorite kind of uh, of coffee to drink, or style of coffee? You know, yeah. Because we walk into a roastery, I've got 25 different things in front of me. And I try to, I you know, I'll do the black coffee, kind of simple once in a while, but I'll do a mocha once in a while. What is your uh, go-to if you had to pick one? That you'd have if to choose. I had to just choose one, it would probably be the French press. French press, yeah. Okay. Why um, is that? I love the um, if you if you look on the uh, like when you pour a French press and then you look on the top of the cup, you'll see a it'll look like a little oil slick. Those are the colloids, and that's the real flavor and the body and the syrupy richness of it of of the coffee. And paper filters will filter that out. Um, but that's I love really thick mouthfeel. Um, kind of thick i just think about like almost like chewy and the um and the and the french press gives that then if you really like that flavor it's kind of voluptuous um syrupy richness round smooth it makes me think of like a maserati or a jaguar with cars i'm much more <laughs> of that voluptuous instead of the chiseled uh you know but uh anyway that's that's why what i have a question about the tea market I mean, talk yeah. just about that because I feel like the specialty tea kind of has also grown recently. And I know it's odd. I when I when I go for a meeting, Michael, I don't say hey, let's go get a tea. I was like, yeah. do I do that? It's a coffee, right? Well, it says something. Coffee. It's That's a cultural so, thing. Though. Yeah, it is. It, it it is, but it's it says two different things. Um, well, in first, we started selling tea in 1993, so we've been in the tea since yeah. the get go, and then uh, we went to lots of tea plantations in the mid 90s and. And, uh, and started getting tea in. A couple of things though. Um, since the Boston Tea Party, we've been at coffee culture and with, um, a couple of things like on the business of tea, uh, a pound of tea will make 200 cups. So if you think about that, you, somebody's going to spend eight or 10 or 20 or even a hundred dollars on tea. 
um, on a pound of tea, that's 200 cups. Mm-hmm. And then people who drink tea, there's the notion that it, there's so much so that there's a, like a, an expression or an idiom, teetotaler. So you oh, just yeah. drink a cup of tea or something versus coffee. And then it culturally, we're obviously a coffee culture. Mm-hmm. If I say, you know what, Michael, that's awesome. Let's, why don't we have a cup, cup of coffee and talk about it? It, it just conjures up everything. It sets the place, sets the setting. We're going to have this discussion. If we have a cup of tea, it, it, in our culture, it says, well, it might be a little bit more formal. It might be a little shorter. It might be a little crisper. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a little get to business and be done. Whereas cult, whereas culturally, if I say, let's have a cup of coffee, it says totally everything differently. But we had folks up at our farm, uh, Sunday. And, you know, the spouse was uh, into coffee, so we we brought out – we probably had – I wouldn't want to go to Danny's house and be like, I'll have a uh, – so, no, I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm going to have something no, else No, that's today. what she said. We probably had 70 or 80 uh, different kinds of tea. And uh, I I'll, I mean from Kuala Lumpur to Kenya and everywhere in between, I have coffee pots and teapots from all over the world. And so, yeah, we made her tea. Like I said, we sell tea, so – um, we're not offended if somebody wants to drink tea. We're does happy. The, does the you know like you see restaurants these days changing their menus because everyone wants healthier options? Mm-hmm. I mean that, that hasn't really affected your market yet, right? Well, it's been great. Yeah, like Barnett sends me probably an average of something once a week. He's really into health. And, <laughs> That's good. Uh, and if you look on our website, um, it since 1993 there has not been a single. They had all these ridiculous, uh, hollow, inaccurate, totally distorted. Uh, uh, notions about coffee. Mm-hmm. They were all wrong and they were just mindlessly, robotically repeated for decades for some stupid reason. But somebody, you know, started researching it. If you look, um, it, unless you have high blood pressure, um, there are just, and they eat, it, 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 coffee is unbelievably good for you. So if you just look. My girlfriend I, is just, <clears throat> is going to have to listen to the show. Just she look. tells me that all the time. Well, it's it's you're kind of it's almost like debating gravity if you want to <laughs> seriously have your girlfriend have your girlfriend just look at the science she's, she's met her match yes, seriously yes. just look at the science you know mm-hmm. and uh, so from longevity lifelong longevity to antioxidants they used to say um, you know tea has antioxidants mm-hmm. coffee has more mm-hmm. but these all these notions were it, it reminds me of uh, that when we were kids. You had to wait a, uh, an hour after you ate to go swimming, but a doctor <laughs> would tell eyes. a doctor would tell you <laughs> that you get cramps when you're hungry, not when you're full. So yeah. the best thing you could do is eat something before you go swimming. But yet that was, mind, was myth, mindlessly, right? re- yeah, a myth. <laughs> so it's kind of weird, right? Um, but thankfully, to your question, um, those folks out there kind of in the know or into that, they quickly find out how good coffee is for you. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and it really is. Now, knock yourself out if you want to drink it, don't want to drink it, but the facts are the facts. It's awesome. Uh, but it's working. It certainly worked in our favor. I might that's need good. to ease up on how much sugar I put in there. Oh, <laughs> now, that's, that's <laughs> something that's different. different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, but the core, the core. Yeah, it's awesome for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we got a couple minutes left in the show. Talk about Kansas City. You've mentioned a lot of your uh, mentors and, and just the yeah. the process of growing a business here uh, and, and the community. have been very supportive, it seems like, to you. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much, um, you know, so I'm all into local and, um, but we grew up that way. We're a small town, Iowa, 
So we didn't really have to go to college and kind of figure out that local, uh, you know, supporting local made sense. It was, it wasn't like, look at cool. I'm doing local. It was like, you're stupid if you didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously, Mm -hmm. of course you would, of course you would. So it's always been a default my whole life. So, um, and we built a company that way, um, since 1993. And then I think it started getting a little traction among the greater, I mean, a lot of folks had that. I'm not saying I, 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 you know, and unique in that fashion, but, um, so then it makes all kinds of economic sense. Um, also, so, you know, if I spend a dollar with a local, uh, company, it's going to probably go through, Michael could probably tell you, but the multiplier effect is probably seven or eight times that dollar is going to change hands in, within the community. And if I spend it with a international based company or a multinational, you know, national company, it might be one or two and then it's gone, you know? When you do business locally, it all stays here. People in Kansas City in the Midwest, they get that. You know, we don't have to like wrap ourselves around the axle very hard to figure that one out. And so we've been blessed, just absolutely blessed. And I just feel like we've went, we've gone through the, the path. We didn't have to figure it out. You know, the, the Joyce Halls of the world, the, the Barnett's of the world, um, figured that out for us. Mm -hmm. And I think Kansas City, there are communities and Michael probably's lived in a few of them where it matters how much money you have. We don't really give a rat's, you know what, how much money you have. Mm -hmm. Uh, We really don't. And there are other cities in the country where it does make a difference. We don't care, but we care what you do with your money. And we sure as hell care if you made your money here, what you're doing with it, right? Mm -hmm. I love that about Kansas City. So That kind of speaks to your your, your motto of uh, doing something that is, you know, going through life and not coasting, right? What are you doing back to doing service to others? I always think if you can't walk into a different, uh, walk into a room and make a 10% difference, then you're walking into the wrong rooms. You know, you need to, I feel, show up early, stay late, late, work your butt off, do a thing, you know, do what you say you're supposed to do and make a difference. And it's not just making a buck. Um, who cares? What are you doing to help others? What are you doing for others? You know, just the whole, it doesn't matter what the, you know, the religious part, just men and women of and for others. Kansas City is is built that way, and that mm-hmm. just makes a huge difference to us. So we, I, and I do this with myself, and I do this with my team too. I always ask, so what, so what, and if it's just somehow just making a buck, and if it's just good for us, it's probably likely we're not going to do it. You know, I like it. Danny O'Neill has been our guest. The Roastery, check it out. Michael Bizzoli, thanks again for uh, coming on the air and setting this interview. Absolutely. Great sponsor of the show, MoBank, Bielka Financial, and uh, Danny O'Neill from The Roastery, thanks for coming today. Thank you so much for having me. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us.